This is the Bird Hugger Podcast with Katherine Greenleaf, the podcast for people who love birds. Welcome to the Bird Hugger Podcast. I'm Katherine Greenleaf, and I'm so glad to be with you. I'm on board for a full 30 minutes of talking all things birds and restoring native habitat. Did you recognize that bird call? We'll be talking about that particular species of bird in just a moment when we return to Bird Hugger. What happens when a burnt out college professor living in New England decides to become a wildlife rescuer and rehabilitator? Find out on Bird Hugger, the podcast for people who love birds. Join host Katherine Greenleaf, who has been rehabilitating injured wildlife for 20 years and hear how you can turn your backyard into a native oasis for birds. Hello there. I hope you all enjoy the summer. Now that it's September, everyone is once again focused on work and school. I'm kind of dragging my heels because I want summer to last forever. I'm spending a lot of time hanging out in my flower gardens, sitting in a lounge chair in the sun, listening to the crickets and grasshoppers, and watching the birds and bumblebees, and the butterflies. We have red admirals in our yard right now, and they are beautiful. I just put in my order for natives for fall planting, and they should be arriving shortly. I ordered great blue lobelia, wild senna, hackberry, silky dogwood, buttonbush, and pasture thistle. Never a dull moment when you're a native gardener, right? I think we've got a great show for you today. Today we'll be talking about a bird that is near and dear to my heart. And now for some interesting news. An alligator was recently spotted in the Connecticut River in Massachusetts. The gator, measuring approximately a foot long, was seen on August 17th swimming under the Morgan Sullivan Bridge that connects West Springfield to the town of Agawam, Massachusetts. The man who was walking his dog along the side of the river spotted the alligator and photos showed the reptile to be a native of Florida. Officials with the Massachusetts Department of Environmental Affairs, along with members of the West Springfield Animal Control Department, have spent numerous hours searching for the alligator, which they are conjecturing was someone's pet. While an alligator can survive the summer in New England, the winters are too cold and officials want to rescue and relocate the little guy before temperatures drop. Officials are saying the alligator more than likely either escaped from a local residence or may have been released illegally by its owner. According to wildlife experts, alligators are generally found in coastal wetlands of the American Southeast and can survive as far north as North Carolina. And while alligators can go into a dormancy stage during cold weather, they are not equipped to withstand the sub-zero temperatures of a New England winter. As of this date, the alligator has not been captured. Several reptile experts said he most likely will start swimming south to stay warm. The Connecticut River empties into Long Island Sound between Connecticut and New York. The cost of birdseed may be going up, way up. Severe and extended drought has had a big impact on farmers in the West and the Plain states. Both regions specialize in growing seeds destined for backyard bird feeders. Growers are anticipating significantly diminished harvests for sunflower, millet, and safflower seeds this fall, 
according to reports from the National Audubon Society. Also driving up prices is the rising cost for shipping. Yet another factor is the increased demand for birdseed, which is the result of more people staying home due to COVID-19. If you are enjoying this show and like what we do, please help us out by subscribing or following us on your favorite app to access our free show. That way you'll get notified of what's coming, you'll never miss a show, and it will help us in the ratings. Did you recognize that bird call at the beginning of the show? That's the call of the chimney swift. Actually, it's time for a confession. My husband and I are ardent fans of the chimney swift. We always look forward to the cooler weather that comes with fall because it's the time of year we get to watch the southward migration of this mysterious and fascinating bird. By the end of summer, breeding season has ended, and the chimney swifts are readying themselves for their long and grueling flight back to the headwaters of the Amazon in Brazil. This is when my husband and I join up with local birding groups and travel to various locations throughout New England to witness in awe what can only be described as an incredible spectacle. Against the orange and pink hues of the setting sun at dusk fly thousands of chimney swifts, swirling together in the air like a black tornado. Then, in a magical feat of synchronization, they funnel straight down, single file, into smokestacks, water towers, or abandoned air shafts to roost for the night. But let's go back for a moment to where breeding season begins. By the 1st of May, chimney swifts have migrated thousands of miles from South America, and you can hear their happy chatter in the air overhead as they arrive in New England. These birds are often mistaken for bats because they are small, about five to six inches long, and black to dark grayish brown in color, and they sport a short and square tail. The chimney swift is social and gregarious and prefers to hunt for insects in small packs of up to 12 birds. A skilled aerial acrobat, the chimney swift does everything from the air. When building its nest, the chimney swift grabs small twigs off the tops of trees and breaks them in half with its feet, while airborne. This species can swoop down to a pond and scoop water into its beak to drink. It lowers its body into water mid-flight to take a bath and spends the entire day snapping thousands of insects out of the sky with its wide mouth. Chimney swifts are ravenous insectivores. A family of five chimney swifts can eat up to 12,000 insects a day, according to the Cornell Lab of Ornithology. This bird's anatomy is quite different from most songbirds. It does not have the leg structure required to perch upright on branches, and instead uses its hooked toes to cling to vertical surfaces like the brick and mortar of chimneys. As their name would suggest, chimney swifts like to build their nests inside chimneys. For centuries, this species nested in the hollows of dead trees, but due to wide-scale deforestation, most large dead trees have disappeared, forcing the birds to adapt by using chimneys. There is no need for alarm should you discover chimney swifts nesting in your chimney. Merely refrain from use, close the damper, and delay inspection or cleaning until after migration occurs in the fall. Chimney swifts are protected by the Migratory Bird Treaty Act, and it is a federal crime to capture, injure, or remove the birds or their eggs. If you have concerns, you can always contact your local wildlife rehabilitator for assistance. 
It is wiser to focus on the benefits as the lucky homeowner with a nest in their chimney enjoys a mosquito-free yard all summer long. Chimney Swifts are gracious tenants and do not normally cause any damage, as only one family of three to seven birds will take up residence in a single chimney, according to the National Audubon Society. The parents build a shallow pocket of sticks inside chimney walls, using their sticky saliva as a glue to keep the nest affixed to the wall. The female lays three to five eggs, and fledglings are ready to fly in 30 days. Research by avian scientists is now showing that an unmated female will often help a breeding pair rear its young. Once the youngsters are grown, the chimney swifts begin their migration back to South America, which usually occurs between the end of August and the beginning of October. Chimney swift numbers are flagging due to climate change and habitat loss and could use some help. The Cornell Lab of Ornithology recommends the following measures. Preserve your existing chimney to allow entry by chimney swifts. Refrain from the use of pesticides on your property, which can poison aerial insectivores. Help chimney swifts rebuild their populations by building a nesting tower. Contact the Chimney Swift Conservation Association at chimneyswifts.org for instructions. And start tracking and recording chimney swifts in your area and report your findings to eBird and your local birding groups. Join Americans everywhere in the one-third for the birds movement. Dedicate the back third of your yard to birds and other wildlife. Make this area a quiet zone with no leaf blowers or lawnmowers. Plant native trees and shrubs so birds have plenty of insects to eat. Create a safe haven for birds to nest and raise their young. You will be rewarded with many hours of bird watching fun. For more information on one-third for the birds, go to the Bird Hugger page on Facebook. And that's it for today's episode, everybody. Thanks so much for joining us. We really appreciate it. Have a great week and enjoy the birds. Bye for now. Bye for now.